The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome back to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, us is meaning more than just me. I'm Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. Mike, you're back. How are you, my man? Oh, my, my. I'm back. Uh, where did I go? No, no. <laughs> no, it was a busy week. Great week. Uh, just so excited. We see have seen and we're continuing to see God move in a, in a great way through eight days of hope and then we're going to be spilling into kingdom bound it's just great great time to be around it, it has been a fun summer uh, you know eight days of hope we travel the country and we help families in need after natural disasters Mike I was looking this morning as we wrap up things here during Buffalo which is a one-off outreach for us working with churches mm-hmm. and businesses day number eight right now as we wrap up we're just a couple hours away from from wrapping up but the hundreds of families that that we met this past week in Western New York loving and serving them either by providing a brand new roof painting their house cutting their lawn or just inviting them back for dinner. God always, God always is moving through That's his right. saints. It's been an amazing eight days. And, mm-hmm. you know, next month we're off to Chattanooga. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I, some days I wake up and I'm just, I'm in awe of how God uses, I don't know about you, sometimes I don't feel worthy. Sure, I, I don't feel sure. like, I mean, who am I to come to the table? Right. But God is great, Mike. And, you know, especially at this time, Steve, as you know, and I know, and across the nation, they know the tragedy mm. that happened in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Horrible. And and what timing? What God's timing to have servants, you know, 1,500 volunteers come in and go up and down the streets loving people rebuilding <laughs> their homes after, you know, it's just like the people are, 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 are amazed. They're like, what happened? What are these people doing? I you know. know. In some of the families that we served this past week in Buffalo, got brand new furniture. Yes. And some got nice gift cards to a local supermarket. So we really love that so many churches and businesses came alongside Eight Days of Hope. But now, traditionally, Eight Days of Hope, 67 times now, Mike, has traveled the country to a natural disaster site from Iowa to Texas to New York, Illinois, the -hmm. Carolinas, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee. I can go on and on. I mean, just amazing Uh what God has done uh, through the volunteers, Mike. I was looking today, and we're almost to our 50,000th volunteer. Almost. Almost. We're like at 48,800. If you had brought your 2,000 grandkids, we'd have been here, Mike. So if you're driving by, get to the website, (laughs) sign up. We need to hit those numbers. No, it's been amazing, though. It is. And then look at the numbers. You know, if you're listening today, you've never heard of Eight Days of Hope, go to the website, eightdaysofhope.com. Watch some of the videos on our YouTube channel. Meet some of the families we've served. And uh, Hurricane Michael, Laura, Delta, Katrina, Rita, Ida, I- Irene, I can go on and on, flooding tornadoes all over the country. The, the saints have responded yeah. in a mighty way. And, and when you watch those videos, have a box of Kleenex oh, there because they're just heart heartwarming, heart-wrenching, and a, a wonderful thing. Again, God's doing Next month, Mike, uh, we have another arm of the ministry where we build safe houses for women and children rescued from trafficking, okay. sex trafficking. Sure. And it's it's not a fun topic. And so today, if you're driving your car, don't change the radio. If you have kids in the back seat, we're not going to cross those lines. But do a Google search. 
email us at safehouse at 8dayshope.com. Know the apps that are on your children's phones, what yeah. apps are safe or not. You know, Hannah Fletcher, our Safe House Ministry Director, has about 60, 70 apps that we as parents and grandparents should be aware of that should not be on your phone. That's right. Do you know, Mike, there's an app out there that looks like a calculator, but mm-hmm. when you hit the calculator, it's not a calculator. No, it's no. it's It's an app to share videos with strangers. Sure. And so um, Eight Days of Hope next month is going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And for 28 days, we're going to renovate a house from from brick to brick. It's been totally mm. gutted. And volunteers, skilled volunteers with Eight Days of Hope, it's with the Tim Tebow Foundation. Yes, and, yes. and people love Tim Tebow. He's got a great heart, him and his wife. And, and we, we've got that project. And we're still looking for just a couple more volunteers. So if you're skilled with your hands... Mm-hmm. So if you know how to do electrical work or plumbing or framing, um, maybe you know a little bit about flooring, we need you. We need about a dozen more people, 8 to 12 more people. Email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. You do need to be a skilled person, a handyman, handy woman. Um, so someone like Mike and I couldn't go to that. <laughs> but uh, why? Well, I, I can they, paint, they, and you can do some things. No, they see me pull up, and they start running the other way again. <laughs> no, not him again. No, when they no, see you, kidding. they're like, please tell me you have your guitar. <laughs> so, but, yeah, um, there is a background check. Um, it's, uh, gosh, you know, that's somewhat quick within a day or two, but we need volunteers from August 6th, I think to the 28th. I think those are the dates, but emails at safehouse at eightdayshope.com. So when that project is done, what will it provide? Oh my gosh. So this facility will provide a center for children to come and get the aftercare once they've been rescued. They won't live in this facility. They'll get counseling. um, They'll be mentored. They'll be uh, psychologists, uh, people who have been trained. They get physical, emotional, and spiritual support for free. Okay. So these children, these families, I mean, think about that, Mike. Mm. We're Mm. talking about 11 to 17-year-old kids. I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. We get yeah. trafficked. Praise God, they get rescued, and now there's a place to go for hope. Yes. And mm-hmm. eight days of hope. We're partnering with the Tim Tebow Foundation, and again, that's right around the corner. Mm. Exciting, exciting, exciting. How's your family? They're doing real well. They're uh, tired from last week. Oh and my. Buffalo and Kingdom Bound starts tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we're partnering with these 26 Christian music festivals. You'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. So we get about four, four hours of sleep. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm but, and, and, and their energy kind of gets me going there because oh. uh, they're excited. They, they, yeah. they served well at Eight Days of Hope, and they're excited to go to Kingdom Bound. Good, good. Today, Mike, I'm really pumped up. So... We've had some amazing people that you and I have met over the years, and, yes. and this individual has served as an actual board member, which you do that now mm-hmm. as a board member, but he has been instrumental in providing a way to feed the volunteers. David Fisher's joining us. He's he's here in Buffalo, New York. Yes. He's from Texas. Oh, yeah. Do you know that Texas this past week was one of the five most most vo- uh, with most yeah. the most people here in Buffalo, that's amazing. From Texas, you, you, you mentioned that. That that is amazing. That takes to like me. nine days to get to when you drive to Texas. It's so darn big. But <laughs> they came here and enjoyed. But David Fisher is going to be here, and he was overseeing the feeding of these fifteen hundred volunteers. And the numbers changed for as you go, Mike. So originally it was like, well, it looks like about nine hundred to a thousand, and then it was like, well, David, God's really moving. We, it looks like maybe eleven hundred, and then then. The, 
<laughs> I sent him a text on day one last week and like it's like, well, prepare for twelve, thirteen hundred, well, maybe even fifteen and but he is so flexible. Sure. He and, never and, complains. And you say, Well, God's moving, so here's some more numbers. I can hear him thinking, God, would you give me a <laughs> give me a heads up? Me a heads <laughs> Come up. on, man. Come on, man. Um, but he's, he's gonna be joining us. He yeah, led the feeding right. this past week of the volunteers and he has led so many things for eight days of hope and Seriously, and I'm not saying this because he's in the in the uh, in the office in the studio with us today. Probably one of my most favorite people with the ministry because yeah. he he gets it. He his heartbeat is is so huge for the Lord, and you you know that and see that every mm-hmm. time you see him. Well, yeah, and you know, David to to me, and I've said this to him many times. I've seen him in action. He'll always stop, look at you, and he just has that smile. Mm. And I just feel I, I'm going to say this honestly. I feel like I'm in the presence of the Lord oh, when I talk with him God. because it's just something warm. I, I'm tired and, and, and running and responsible. Mm. And no, he gives me a calm and a peace and parts imparts a calm and a peace of the Holy spirit. Love so it. I Love appreciate it. him so much. It's hard to get him rattled sometimes, Mike. And maybe this is, this is one of my faults. I have a, I have a lot of faults, but one of them, Sometimes I'm right to the point, and you know, even our dealings, uh, mm-hmm. we'll just talk, and and I don't mean to offend people, but I'll just ask a maybe an interesting question or a tough question, just because of my role with the ministry. It's hard to get him rattled. I mean, because very quickly he, not that I'm looking to rattle people, but just you, you ask, hey, where do you stand with this? Sure. Or where does it look like? And it's not like, hey, brother, how are you? I love you. How's your family? We do that. But it's like, hey, brother, I know you were expecting eleven hundred. It looks like fourteen hundred. Have you developed a plan with the team yet? And he's like, you know, you know, we, you know, God's gonna provide. We're gonna get together here in a couple minutes, and you know, there's gonna be options. It might not be my number one option, but but don't worry. You know, eight pounds of hope. Everyone's gonna gain some weight serving with us. And, but <laughs> and he, great food. But too, that's huh? who he is. Absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna talk to him in just a couple minutes, David Fisher. Looking forward to it. Yeah. The other thing we're gonna do later in the show, you know, as you and I get ready to go to Kingdom Bound tomorrow. We get to go home for like two minutes, get some new clothes, I hope. Some, yeah. I hope. And then we, we go back to 15-hour days. Oh we're my, crazy. My. Do you know that? We, we are crazy oh. sometimes. Uh, anyways, we're going to be talking to Heather Flashiniski. She is with One Fest. It's a music festival out in the Midwest. A one-fest.com is the website. How do you pronounce that when you see that little dash there? Is it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still <laughs> stuck on her name. Heather's going to be telling us about the music festival that you could attend as we get ready for Kingdom Bound. 80s Hope Mike is partnered with 26 Christian music festivals, yes. and they are one of the festivals. Yeah, and it's 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 so exciting that the marriage, I'll, I'll say it that way, between 8 Days of Hope and Christian music because uh, the, the, the crowds are so they come out, they love the music, they worship, and they, mm. they, they got servant hearts, and they hear an opportunity to be able to serve through Eight Days of Hope at these festivals, and it's got it's got to have our you know our numbers up as far as volunteers. Well, they, yeah, and, and so many people joining our email, sign up for our email alerts. You can do that at 8dayshope.com, uh, Facebook followers, Instagram followers. But people traveling, but the, the festival's in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and and when you look at some of the artists, and it, it starts like in uh, July 29th to the 31st, David Crowder, Sidewalk Prophets, um, and so many others, Matthew West, Mac Powell of Third Day, Tasha Layton, whose song has been like number one mm-hmm. for 29 years in a row, it feels like. Uh, but a lot of great people, and that's one fest uh, up in Wisconsin. So we'll be talking to her as well to learn a little bit more about that. Awesome. 
Looking at the website, 14 days, 10 hours, 50 minutes, and 36 seconds. That was seconds. last week. It's seven days, Mike. That oh, was wait, la- wait, you got to refresh your browser. Come on, man. I, 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 oh, I did gosh. read that wrong. Thank you for keeping me straight. <laughs> Steve, you are a mentor. You keep me in line. Thank you to some of our national partners. want to thank uh, our friends over at Covenant Church in Dallas, Texas. We love you guys. Thank you so much for partnering with 8 Days of Hope. They help cover our fixed costs. want to say a shout-out to Crescent Memorial in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, thank you, uh, Brother Terry Jackson. And then uh, Destiny Church down in uh, Panama City, Florida. Destin, Florida, and some other places down there as well, four or five campuses. We love our 18 partners. But when we come back... We've got a partner um, who loves to serve those in need with us and has done it for decades, for about 17 years with AT Hope. When we come back, we're going to talk to David Fisher. And thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with Eight Days of Hope. Do you know the fastest growing crime in America and across the world is human trafficking? We're talking about millions of lives, even children. You know, I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take off its blinders and end this human tragedy. And this isn't only just happening in Las Vegas or New Orleans or overseas. This is happening right here in our backyards. You know, God has opened the door for us to partner with existing ministries across the country who are serving survivors of human trafficking. And for 14 days and sometimes longer, we take skilled volunteers, tradesmen and women, come together to help build a remodel facility for free to provide a safe place to get the emotional, physical and spiritual healing that survivors need. This year, we have projects around the country. We're going to be doing framing and drywall, painting, electrical work, and so much more. And so if you're skilled in a trade, please contact us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or for more information, go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Feeling lonely, this world got a way of showing me. Some days it'll lift you up, some days it'll call you bluff. Man, most of my days I ain't got enough. Shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for 
thou art with me. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella hanging out here in the studios as we wrap up a one-off project for us called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. Buffalo. Day number eight, this is it. We move mm-hmm. on to Kingdom Bound tomorrow. Getting ready for that festival. <laughs> but today, I'm really excited to have David Fisher with us. He's from Longview, Texas, and David Fisher's in the house. How are you, my friend? Excited to be here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to have you here as well. David, tell us a little bit about your family. Um, I know you live in Longview, Texas. Uh, I think you live in Longview, right? Yeah. There yes, you, sir. Okay, there you go. Yes, sir. Done. Southern gentleman. Yeah, I like, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family, and then tell us how you heard about Eight Days of Hope in your first trip. Absolutely. Love to. Hey, I'm married to a beautiful woman. She's a dancer. And uh, Robin, we've been married for 37 years, and we met on the slopes of Taos, New Mexico. And um, my dad told me, he said, you know, there's a lot of nice women in Longview. And I said, Dad, I'm just glad she doesn't live in New York. <laughs> Little did I know oh, I'd be traveling to New York <laughs> on go. multiple opportunities. And um, But uh, we've been blessed with three daughters, and they're all adults, and we have eight grandkids, and mm. our life is... Uh, focused on them right now as they mature and find their partners and so um yeah whatever i'm doing really isn't important when they walk up it's kind of like when eight days of hope calls you know you just put you hit the pause button on your life and you say thank you lord for the opportunity here i go Mm -hmm. but it was interesting my wife and i were driving from galveston texas to tampa florida to uh, work at a home show and it was right after Katrina, hmm. and we're on I-10, and President Bush was coming. Hmm. So the interstate shut down, helicopters, airplanes, motorcycles, you know, <laughs> motorcade, sure. you name it. It's like, wow, something's going on. Well, we happened to be listening to AFR, oh. American Family Radio, yeah. and uh, they were explaining what was going on. The president was coming, mm-hmm. and we, were, we had, for miles and miles, we had seen just – countless trees snapped off 30 feet in the air or blown over mm-hmm. and we, we had heard about Katrina we knew but we got to see it you know mile after mile sure and it's just the Lord just when I heard about eight days of hope over American Family Radio my my heart just leaped my spirit just something something touched me and mm-hmm. I told my wife when we stopped next time I said baby I think God's calling me or us to be a part of eight days of hope i gotta check this out and so um you know whether it's the still small voice of uh, your bride or or your boss or the lord or your kids or whatever you know it gets your attention and you know there's something in it and you pursue it you know i hate to close the door ahead of god so mm-hmm. the lord just continued to open up opportunities you know for me to come and and serve and be a part of uh, what I think will usher in the return of the Lord. I probably won't be around, but I think and trust eight days of hope will be here mm, yes. when the Lord comes back. So it's been a it's been a wild, crazy, and gratifying ride. Mm. So tell us a little bit about well, I I know we know, but so the listeners, your function at um, and how did you get involved in the food end of things at uh, eight days of hope? Well. Uh, I cooked at my church for a number of years, um, men's ministry, so I was comfortable in the kitchen. And uh, we had a need. The ministry began to um, 
look at rapid response. And so um, our commitment to providing food and lodging um, developed uh, a need for someone to oversee cooking. We had been depending on the Mississippi Baptist men uh, on a large scale for rebuilds, but this was a, a different direction, similar in many ways. And so I just kind of told Steve, I said, hey, you know, um, I think I'd be interested in that. And he was kind of surprised and taken back and mm -hmm. really, and I said, yeah, yeah, I think I am. Mm -hmm. um, one of my many faults is I'm I'm going to say I'm a yes guy. I just don't say no. <laughs> I let the door slam, the Lord slam the door in my face, but you know, if it's open, I'm charging through it. And, um, and so I just, I saw this as a unique opportunity to do something that I love. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord already put that, you know, passion in my heart for cooking for people. And so, um, it's, it was exciting to see how, the, what the Lord had in mind as he sure. gradually revealed that challenge by challenge. <laughs> You've seen so much, though, David, in your roles with Eight Days of Hope. And again, we're talking to David Fisher. He's uh, an event leader uh, for Eight Days of Hope. Uh, I think there's about 10 event leaders that are wrapping up uh, our outreach here in Western New York. But, David, you've traveled the country with Eight Days of Hope and have had many different roles. You've served as a board member. Uh, you are an event leader. So, um, again, you're very, very um, trusted, very much trusted by, by us leaders as we, we kind of navigate left and right. You were down in Houston after Harvey. And, and somebody had the idea of doing two eight-day trips back-to-back. -back. Can't, can't remember who that was, but uh, that 16-day period, 4,692 people served with eight days of hope. Rebuilt 808 homes, 239 sets of kitchen cabinets. Um, did about $15 million of work, the largest outreach ever in the United States of America, led by a faith-based organization, not led by a person, but, but led by Jesus. And you and the team found a way to feed 4,692 people. David, our feeding bill, we had to raise $161,000 just <laughs> to feed the states. Amazing. What was going through your mind as you and others worked in the kitchen to put that much food together for those who came to serve people in Houston? Well, it's, um, I'm gonna say a, a simple math calculation. <laughs> Oh, gosh, here we go. So, you know, if you need 800 biscuits, you know how many biscuits go on a tray. You know how long they got to be in the oven, oh how my. many batches and how many ovens, mm. how many hours you got to devote to biscuits, and you just kind of keep working. You know you want to eat at 6 o'clock in the morning, and uh -huh. you just keep working it oh back till gosh. it becomes 4 o'clock, and then it becomes you. 3 o'clock. Uh, but you have an army of people who love Jesus, who very seldom, if ever, say no. Yeah, amen. They're always willing to accept the challenge. And, you know, someone once said that it's, it's one of the easiest jobs you'll ever have because the Lord goes before us to prepare the way. And so if we're just faithful to walk in it, we, just, we get to be wowed over and over and again right. because God's yeah. already at work. Sure. So you have volunteers to get up at what time in the morning to get this done? <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. People think that um, if you can't do anything else, you can always work in the kitchen. <laughs> and, uh, and and I like to tell people, I said, yeah, that's that's probably true if you're willing to spend 17 hours a day on your feet. <laughs> and, that's a good um, point. Wow. 
And so um, it's not something I could do full time, mm-hmm. but it's something that I can. I'm willing. You know, I, King David said, "I will not offer God a sacrifice of praise that doesn't cost me something." There you go. Uh, and I may get good. emotional, that's but good. I believe and trust in my heart that the more sacrifice costs me, the more joy it brings the Father, yes. and the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a simple process. I sacrifice, it brings joy to God, and he p- empowers me mm-hmm. to do it. Huh. Sure. Mm. Talking to David Fisher, who uh, is one of our feeding leaders as Eight Days of Hope travels the country, about 48,000 people have served with Eight Days of Hope the last 17 years, and they all eat when they serve with Eight Days of Hope. Uh, David, just watching the team work together, it's, you know, I, I will say this. You know, doing ministry now for 17 years, what, five years now full-time, uh, we're all unique in our personalities, right? I mean, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. The three of us, we love each other. I know you guys love me. There's probably been a time or two where I've been a rock in your shoe. I can't remember, but maybe there's been a time a baby rock in my shoe from you guys. Maybe. <laughs> I, I can't remember. But when you see the team come together in the kitchen, because that's a hard place sometimes for people to serve together. You know, you you bring four people who have a feeding background and have led teams, and now they're working together and they're being told what to do and how to do it, given some flexibility. Uh, How do you guys navigate through through all of that? Because, man, sometimes the ministry is a little messy. Right, because oh, I'm in yeah. it, and I know I'm not the cleanest. You know, I'm, I don't have my act together all the time, right? Yep, absolutely. And uh, and sometimes I tread on dangerous ground. You know, for a man to step into a kitchen, which typically is a woman's domain, uh, and and start bossing, mm. and uh, graciously, you know, encouraging slash telling them what to do, when and how and where to do it. Um, temperatures rise so one of my favorite sayings is if you can't stand the heat stay out of the kitchen has nothing to do with the temperature of the appliances sure Sure. so when people start getting rattled and we usually um start with prayer but what i typically like to encourage people with if if you're getting on my nerves i need to pray that god would fill my heart with love for you because love covers a multitude of sin and i'm going to get on your last nerve sure especially if you're working 17 hour days I mean, yeah sure yeah mm-hmm. don't step on my toe right. either. but um yeah just you know so much of ministry and serving and sacrifice you know is built on a foundation of love and sometimes that foundation can get a little shaky mm-hmm. and my focus can come back to me instead of you and so i kind of lose the strength that gives me stability and i get selfish it, it just happens but we i try to remind people you know, we're going to get on each other's nerves, and we just continue to pray that God would fill our hearts with love for one another. I like that, Mike. It's amazing. And you've probably seen that even doing leading worship and having mm-hmm. musicians sure. who tend to be um, a little unique at times, right? I've worked with many of the artists, of, <laughs> of big-name artists, and, and, yeah. and, um, but, you know, you're trying to get everyone on the same page for the same reason um sure. so maybe a little bit similar yeah and you just gotta when i'm hearing david say to you you gotta keep your focus know why you're there and really really learn to lean on the lord mm. sometimes you gotta just pause and say and i do this i'm sure david does this lord speak to me holy spirit guide me 
you know, drop something into my heart because what's in my mind right now, I don't right. want to come out of my sure, mouth. <laughs> sure, sure. And he drops some peace in your heart and gives you a, maybe a scripture verse or, and you said it best, David, you, you bless that person that is aggravating you at the moment. Just mm. reach out and bless them, say something that is, is really godly and positive, and it does something in your own heart. So, mm. yeah. Um, good, good lesson to be learned. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella with you. We're here every Saturday. If you want to listen to a last, uh, a, a previous podcast, go to the website eightdaysofhope.com. Click on the media tab, and you can listen to some of our other conversations. Um, we are expanding Eight Days of Hope, uh, David. In the next, gosh, thirty days, forty-five days. One of the things I saw in Laplace, Louisiana was the need for food. There was no power after Hurricane Ida for up to almost three to four weeks in some areas. And one of the most simplest things that we can do, I mean, we're all excited about rebuilding people's homes because that's how we were birthed. That's what we've done for 17 years. But David, when you bring somebody a sandwich, time out, because I know, yes, we do sandwiches from time to time for lunch, but I've seen some of the meals that we've handed out when you're doing a plate of spaghetti you know, beef casserole, something nutrition, protein, and, you know, a dessert. But when you give somebody a plate of food when they're starving and they have nowhere to go, something happens. Oh, ab- absolutely. It's just a, it's a core need of, of all of us. And so not surprising to me, but it is interesting. So many of the really cool stories, uh, even when, you know, God's messengers, angels, maybe even Jesus himself shows up sometimes announced sometimes unannounced Mm. the very first thing anybody ever did was well they go out and they kill the calf and they knead the dough and they prepare a meal well now we're using pre-cooked right so you know it's a pretty quick thing but to go out and butcher an animal (laughs) somebody just knocks at your door and they are and you uh, tell your your crew let's go butcher the fatted calf Let's mm-hmm. grind the wheat, knead the dough, you know, get the olive oil. I mean, that was a, a time-consuming process, mm-hmm. but apparently it gave a message of importance and acceptance mm-hmm. and value, sure. you know, to the person that you were inviting into your home. And traditionally, it's just it's where so much happens mm-hmm. around the table, fellowship, interaction, sure. teaching, mm-hmm. which we've kind of lost because we don't sit at the table. But what a... What a neat way, what just to feel a basic need mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. You know, so, if you're hungry, sometimes all you can think about is you're hungry. Right. Something happens, too, when you, you're at a table. You know, a couple of weeks ago, all five of my kids um, were at my house, and their, their spouses, and we sat at the dinner table, and we probably sat there for two, two and a half hours. So we ate. It was a great meal. And then we just talked. And, and relationships were deepened and prayer requests were shared. Um, we laughed. Um, there might have been a tear here or there as well, uh, just as we've rejoiced and looked back at some of the things, how God has worked through our family. Um, but when you when you share food with people, and, and the most basic thing that one needs is food and water. And so, yes, they need their house rebuilt. They need their power turned back on. But to your point, um, they need... They, they need to eat. And that's what we're about to do. We're about to launch a mass feeding arm that when there's a disaster, we'll pull in equipment, multiple pieces of equipment to give people the dignity of receiving a meal. 
up to 8,000 meals a day for up to eight days. Mm. Um, we are going to start training people uh, with the new equipment when it arrives. We're in the process of hiring a manager. And David, I know I know you well enough that you are going to be on one of those trips that will probably happen four or five times a year. When you hear all that, I know it could be daunting, maybe even a little intimidating, but what are you most looking forward to when that mass feeding arm launches? You know, um, one of the privileges of life is to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Mm. And uh, we, we serve a mighty God. He, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Mm-hmm. You know, n- normally we'll see a few hundred cows on a hill. You know, there's no limit, no end to God's resources and abilities. And so often God just likes to show off. He likes to show up and he likes to show off. Mm. So the world will turn their attention to him. And so we have an opportunity to show up, to show off, and to point made earlier, wow, why are you here? Hmm. And we have a great opportunity, an open door, to just to share the goodness of God, the, the overwhelming generosity of God. We get to reflect that. Mike, we're going to park that feeding unit at a local church and allow the local church to serve the families. There you go. Because at the end of the day, yes. it's always about per- partnering and serving through the local church. Because we're going to leave, and we want them to get connected with the local Bible-believing church. And again, if you're interested in joining us, and I know we got to go to break. We're, we're a little past due. If you want to learn more about this mass feeding arm that's launched, maybe you love working with food. Maybe you've owned a restaurant, you're semi-retired, maybe you've worked in a school cafeteria, maybe you just love making food for your, your family and you're willing to be a servant. Consider joining us. It starts with signing up for our email alerts at 8daysofhope.com. Just submit your email address. We're going to start some training here in the near future. Uh, when we launch this mass feeding unit, we'll probably launch it with about 8 to 12 people. So it's not like 100 people are going with it. So, so we need to continue to train people. But you can do that, or you can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at 8daysofhope.com, and just say, hey, when you, when you launch this mass feeding unit and you start training, invite me. And we'll invite you, and you'll be able to come in and learn. When we come back, uh, David, I want you to think about a God-sized story from the mission field. God just showed up where you're like, only you, Lord. You know, not us, only you. But we'd love you for you to share about that. And also, we're going to revisit Laplace again. I know while we were down there, I sensed there were some challenges in the kitchen. But I loved what David McConthy, who was leading that, falling under your leadership, what you guys did with the team down there. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But hey, when we come back, we're going to talk to David Fisher. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. During the past 16 years, over 8,000 families have experienced the hope of Jesus following a natural disaster through the help of almost 45,000 volunteers. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring safety and healing to survivors of human trafficking. The Rapid Response Ministry has been busier than ever with 44 deployments over the last 18 years. And then this year, we're excited to announce a brand new focus, mass feeding. When a disaster hits across the country, our mass feeding ministry will show up and serve those who have lost everything, families who are hungry and simply need a chance to enjoy a hot meal. The goal is simple 
to provide up to 8,000 meals every day for up to eight days for this community. It's free to volunteer with 8 Days of Hope. We provide the food and lodging. All you have to do is show up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Rebecca St. Gi- Rebecca St. James singing the song called Kingdom Come. You can hear Joel and Luke in the background there. Oh, yeah. She, uh, she's coming to, well, I, I don't think I can announce this yet. But anyways, we got something going on with Rebecca St. James later in the fall, but we'll get to it here down awesome. the road. Awesome. Hey, we're with David Fisher. He is one of our event leaders uh, as we wrap up our efforts here in Buffalo, Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. Uh, we've got a feeding initiative uh, launching with our mass feeding unit here in the next month or two. Of course, we'll need some feeding leaders, um, servers in Chattanooga, Tennessee next month, serving the Tim Tebow Foundation as we built our 12th safe house for women and children rescued from trafficking. Uh, David, um, God-sized story from the mission field. And again, David from Texas, thank you for joining us. Give us a, a God-sized story from the mission field. So a uh, buddy of mine and I were in um, South Carolina, and uh, I'm forgetting the name of the town. But uh, we walk up to this house, big old house, about 100 years old. There's an older gentleman uh, sitting on the porch. He obviously is like a stroke victim. And uh, we tell him who we are and why we're there. And we had a state representative with us who was going around kind of watching us do what we do. And um, so we met the lady of the house. Uh, the gentleman's name was, well, I won't say his name. But uh, anyhow, he invites his daughter who, uh, who lived there and was uh, caring for him. She came out on the porch, and we met her. And uh, we said, hey, uh, we understand you have had some, uh, some damage to your home from the, from the flooding from the hurricane. And uh, we just wanted to kind of look around, see if there's something we might could do to, to help you out. 
So we walk in this house, and um, it's a beautiful home, but it's huge. It's mm-hmm. huge, and it's got like an eight-foot fireplace that um, covers the majority of the wall in the living room and also in the kitchen. Mm. Wow. So we walk in, and really the reality is the kitchen is pretty small. One little microwave, and one stove top, very little counter space and everything. So we start visiting with Tamika. And um, Tamika's, we see all these kids. I mean, there's kids everywhere. Sure. And it's in the afternoon. And um, so um, we inquire a little bit. And uh, the father says, well, uh, they feel safe here. I went, oh, that's interesting. So start talking to Tamika a little more. And we're kind of looking around and going. She said, yeah, uh, kids uh, walk home from school. And uh, they come here, and I feed them. I went, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, you see that little boy over there? Well, he got shot in the stomach walking home oh a month gosh. ago or something. And he comes here every day. And so we're walking around, we're looking, I'm going, how in the world does she cook? There's no, I said, how do you cook? She said, well, it's kind of hard. I got this little oven, I got this microwave, I can't run them at the same time because I pop a circuit and all that kind of stuff. And so I look at Jeff and we hear her story and I say, Jeff, I think Jesus is calling us to bring our church group back here to do an extreme home makeover kitchen edition for Tamika so she can continue the ministry that God's laid on her heart so we try so hard to be very delicate we don't we don't make any promises because we have no control over it you know our hearts desire you think God's calling you to this so I tell Tamika I said you know I don't I can't promise this but I Jeff and I have agreed that we would love to bring our church group here to your home do an extreme makeover on your kitchen so you can t- ramp up on your efforts to serve kids. And brother, she starts jumping up and down and singing and crying <laughs> and and laughing. I mean, from one moment to the other, it's, it's all of the emotions wrapped up in one except for anger. And she said, you can't believe it. That's what I've been praying for for so long. And, you know, Jeff and I are both over there crying, you know, and I said, now, now just understand, I can't promise that. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, as time goes on, our church comes. We have about 25, 30 people. And, sure. and invariably, you link up with people from all over the country. And they, they love you. They love what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and we always look forward to the family reunion when we come together. So when we show up at this house, there's probably 50 of us. And uh, all kinds of trades and skills, a lot of women and children and everything. So there's kids everywhere, and our kids are playing with their kids. And mm-hmm. and uh, there's no basketball goal. There's not even a basketball. They're just kind of kicking rocks and everything. But one of the one of the biggest things that we saw was that there's this massive eight foot fireplace in the kitchen that eliminates so much of the valuable space in that kitchen. So. Kevin Chun, another one of our leaders, um, he takes on the assignment of demolishing the fireplace. So this is a two-story house with 10-foot ceilings, and we start at the top with ladders and harnesses, and we take that fireplace down and basically implode it through the fireplace all the way down below the floor in the kitchen. My, 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 my. And when we walk away, there's 
about, I think it was about 18 feet of cabinets, cooktop, an island where the kids can come and do their homework. She's got cabinet space. She's just screaming and crying. And she sent us a picture Thanksgiving of all the food and all the people that she was able to serve because of what the Lord did in her extreme kitchen makeover. Oh, and it was just, oh, what a, what a blessing to be a part of something like that. And there's so many stories like this, Mike, with the Eight Days Hope volunteers. They go to help somebody rebuild their house. They meet them in a natural disaster, and they want to love on them. Things happen that you and I never, and the other leaders never, never hear about. It, you know, right. volunteers going out and buying appliances or coming back and finishing a house or, mm-hmm. or, or inviting them to Christmas. I mean, there's so many amazing mm-hmm. stories over the last 17 years. David, we've only got a minute left, and thank you for sharing that. Sometimes when you do ministry, things can get a little bit unique. And when they do, what I love about what happened in Laplace, the, the feeding the leaders, the, the people in the cooks, the, the chefs, the, all you guys working together, sometimes it gets a little bit interesting. And what I love what David did and you said, you know what, time out. Let's get together. Let's have a conversation. Let's be real with one another. Let's regroup and let's pray. And I don't think I heard another complaint or not that I heard any complaints to be honest with you but I, I didn't sense any more stress or tension sometimes you have to do that in the ministry world because I know we do that mm-hmm. I mean sometimes people say Steve you're a little uptight right now let's just pray and let's kind of take it down you know you, you, I love how you navigate that with with some of the other leaders that's so important well it was interesting um, I was kind of you know I wore different hats and so I wasn't I'm gonna say on site when the heat of the moment, I mean, I was observing some things going going crazy as we're trying to produce food. And so I knew there was some tension, but a brother that I actually didn't know kind of pulled me aside and said, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but he kind of calls me out and he said, brother, you better, you better get a handle on this. This is fixing to, this, this train is fixing to derail. And, you know, to be honest, you know, whether I had my head in the sand or what, I don't know, but I just... I just took his word as of the Lord, and, mm. I, and I knew that he was sensitive, and he had sure. sensed something that whether I did or not, right. I need to address. Um, and so we did. We called a timeout. We got the leaders together. Love it. And, oh, you know, I just had to basically con- confess that sometimes I can get selfish. Sure. My focus is, can be on me, sure. and I don't see what you're going through. I don't see your tension and your stress. Yeah, that's good. And everybody— I'm going to say wants to be noticed. Everybody wants their cares and concerns to be addressed. But we ask God, we confess to God our selfishness and our focus not being on others. And we ask him to do what only he can do. That's great. And he changed our focus. He adjusted our hearts and our attitudes. And things immediately began to turn to where we were laughing I mean, we were spinning, we were spinning mashed potatoes all over the kitchen. It was like insane, and so now the joke is like the the tilt skillet blew up, so we blew mashed potatoes all oh, over the I kitchen. Love it. I love it. But uh, you know what was so stinking stressful is something now that we all laugh about, oh, and we go, man, oh man, wasn't that something? But wasn't God good? Love it, love he, it, love he it. He took what seemed like calamity. You know, he turned the ashes, you know, into <laughs> crowns. And Amen. so it was. Love it. Praise God. And that church is how you handle conflict. You know, Matthew 18, one on one, take another brother in Christ, and then come together and just say, you know what, we, we need to be better for him and to be a reflection of him. And, and David, that's what you and the team do time and time again. 
feeding the volunteers, how you fed this past week in Buffalo. Thank you so much. Has it, how the team will feed in Chattanooga, Tennessee next month. And again, the next disaster could happen tonight, could happen tomorrow, and we might be somewhere else. And so thank you, David, to you and your family. Uh, you sacrificed a lot being with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, and we appreciate you so much. Oh, brother. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Mm. You know, I know it's usually a balance of privilege and responsibility. Sure. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a joy to be a part of something so much bigger than myself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. David Fisher, one of the leaders yes. of Eight yes. Days of Hope. Um, love it, Mike. I love how God uses all of us uh, mm-hmm. and our different gifts and, and how we, when we work together, just that's the right. keen work that's being done and the reflection of his son, Jesus, mm-hmm. like we saw this past week, like we'll see in Tennessee next month, like we'll see at some of the Christian music festivals yes. that we are going to be partnering with. You know, as we've traveled the country, Mike, Eight Days of Hope partnering with these Christian music festivals, the one that we're really looking forward to is right around the corner. It's called One Fest. It's in Wisconsin, and we get a chance right now to talk to Heather. Heather is with us, uh, I think, in Wisconsin. Heather, how are you, my friend? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining. Steve Tiber here hanging out with Mike Fiella. One Fest is right around the corner. It's coming up very, very quickly in a couple weeks. Actually, um, today being the 23rd, it's happening. It starts next next week in Wisconsin. And some of the groups you're going to have up there this year, what an amazing lineup. Tell people a little bit about One Fest. Uh, OneFest One is a two- to three-day festival <laughs> starting on Friday. We have Crowder. We're very excited to have him as our headliner. And then on Saturday, Matthew West, amazing artist. We're so excited to have both of them. How long has OneFest been been around? Um, is, it, is it a newer festival? Has it been around for a decade? Um, living in Mississippi, New York, I, I don't get up there a lot, but how, how long has it been around? Definitely new. Um, this is only our fourth festival, so oh. um, we're we're growing. We're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere, though, right? Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, what's your uh, mission statement in a sense of family-minded? I I, I I did read about your one of your your mission verse, Ephesians four one through six. I'm going to encourage people to read that mm. because that's a great statement. But uh, what? Uh, what, what what is your mode of operation? Is it family you, you're targeting, or what? Uh, well, we are, we're bringing people together as one um, to unite the spirit. Um, I, it started from uh, me just enjoying music festivals and thinking, why do we not have a Christian music festival in the area? But with just that thought, God sent amazing people my way, and we're all coming from different churches, and so we just felt that that was very important to us, that coming together as one. OneFest.com, and actually, is it one, and then is it a SlashFest.com, or what's what's the website, Heather? The way, the way we say it is One-Fest.com. One-Fest.com. Mike and I were debating that earlier before we had you on. <laughs> uh, again, talking to Heather Fleshniski up in Wisconsin. So it's Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. For our listeners up in Minnesota and Iowa and Michigan that are looking for a Christian music festival, where exactly is that in Wisconsin? 
Uh, we're about an hour and a half from the Twin Cities of uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, oh. um, so closer to the Minnesota border, uh, and about um, straight across from the Oshkosh Green Bay area. If you're if you're looking at the map, so right in between those those two points of of known. <laughs> okay. And as far as tickets and passes go, is it a one day ticket, or can you buy multiple days? Do you have any family packages, camping, anything like that? Yeah, so we have um, single-day event tickets as well as full event tickets, and you can get also camping, although we're sold out of electric sites, but we do have primitives still available. Um, As far as packages go, um, if you have a group of 12 or more, we give a discount, so that's kind of fun. (laughs) We want people to bring people together, so that's the whole goal, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, -fest One-fest.com. Keep going, Heather. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Um, Heather, how many people are you expecting up there? Um, right now, probably about 5,000 is what I'm expecting. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice size festival. And we're going to be up there. Eight Days of Hope will be up there. We, we'll we have a couple videos on the screen playing, and I believe we'll have some volunteers there that if you want to learn more about Eight Days of Hope, just know that we will be there. Excited to be there. It will be our first time there, Heather. Um, anything else about the festival you want to share with people from around the country? It's definitely family-friendly. We have lots of activities for everybody in all ages, and we're, we, we welcome everybody. Mm. And, Mike, you and I have been going to festivals. I know I've been going since 1993. Mm-hmm. You actually helped start a festival in New York called Kingdom Bound. Sure. Mike, something happens when families go to festivals together. You know, there's there's so much to distract us with these things called cell phones, right? <laughs> but when you put them aside, put them on mute for a little bit, and go to a Christian music festival sure. like One Fest, some, some amazing things happen in the family. Family unit. Well, absolutely, and all the artists. Um, I'm looking at Crowder, Matthew West. You know, um, just on and on and on. They they have a message, um, in music of the gospel. Mm. And there's something about the family getting together, like you said, putting the cell phones on, spending time together, and listening to Christian music. Mm. It, it's great. I love David Crowder, too, Texas boy. You know, we had David Fisher as our guest today from Texas. I'll never forget my David Crowder story is I was at a music festival, and I had my young son backstage, and okay. he had not he didn't know who David Crowder was. He had heard his music, but um, he walked up to David. He was about six years old. He walked up to David, and David, was, you know, he's really chill, and he's coming off the stage, and Zachary goes, uh, I really like your beard, sir. And David David squatted down, looked him eye to eye, because he was just a little kid. He goes, well, thank you so much. He goes, when are you going to grow one? He goes, I don't know, but I really like your beard, sir. But That's anyways, a great story. Yeah. What, one, one, one-fest.com, one-fest.com for more information. Heather, we thank you so much for partnering with ATS Hope. We pray that you have great weather, that uh, the festival is amazing. But again, if you're up in the upper Midwest and you're looking for a getaway, go to one slash, uh, excuse me, one dash fest.com. Thank you so much, Heather, for hanging out with us. Any last things about the festival? Nope. Just thank you for joining us. We're looking forward to having you. Oh, God bless you, Heather. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll see you soon and good luck with the festival. God bless you. I love you too. All right. Bye, Heather.
Heather from Wisconsin. Mm. You ever been to Wisconsin? I have not, but uh, looking at the lineup of that festival, I'm ready mm. to go. You know, I've done a lot of business in Beloit, Wisconsin. That's a nice community. Okay. Yeah, there's a national manufacturer that is in Beloit, so I've gone there many, many times. Have you ever? Um, so in Wisconsin, my Wisconsin story is they you can buy cheese curds. Okay. There's like stands of cheese curds, like everywhere. So really? I'll never forget. I went to Beloit, Wisconsin, and I love cheese. Oh my okay, gosh! Okay. And a buddy says you got to go get some cheese curds. And when you eat them, they squeak in your mouth. Oh, and so, I, Mike, I remember buying a small package of crackers and a package of cheese, and I and I sat in this parking lot in Beloit, Wisconsin, and and all I remember thinking. They do squeak. So I was chewing and I was listening to them squeaking. I ate the whole package. I think it was like a pound of cheese. I went to town. It was great. Charmaine said, my wife, Charmaine, did you bring home any cheese? I'm like, well, uh, yeah, I know. Oh, I, I must have left it in the, no, I, I don't have any with me. Man, uh, I, squeaky I've never, cheese. I've never seen somebody so excited talking about cheese. Uh, anyways, anyways. Well, are, are you going to be at this festival? No. Well, David, David, our guest today, David Fisher's got me hungry now because I missed breakfast this morning. But one-fest.com, um, if you go to Wisconsin to the music festival, come by and see us. Stop at the booth. Bring us some cheese. <laughs> Bring us some cheese. We'd love, we'd love to have some of that Wisconsin cheese. Hey, I want to thank some of our national partners. we only got a couple minutes left. Yes. I want to thank American Family Radio. I'll tell you what, I love the Wildman family. Man, I know them personally. Yes. They are the real deal. But thank you to Tim and Walker and Wesley and, of course, the founder, Don, and, and just the entire group down there. Um, we're heard from coast to coast on American Family Radio, Mike, 200-some stations. 200. But also WDCX, thank you, in upstate New York yes. for producing the Absolutely. show uh, in southern Ontario. It's been an amazing eight days here in Buffalo, Mike. Um, if you take back just one thing back, you know, to the world, I don't know about you, but I love how God uses the saints and we, mm -hmm. he brings us together from our different backgrounds and during a very time in the world where everyone's divided about everything, but the unite us because of Jesus. And that's what I saw Absolutely. this week. Jesus Christ was the common denominator this week and God moved in mighty ways. And it was like a little taste of heaven. Oh, I like that. I mean, that that's all I can think of was I walked around and met homeowners met, met volunteers you know there was no denomination there was no race mm -hmm. there was no i mean even though we're all a part of those different things it was we were we were one in that moment and for those eight days we were, we were one mm. and I, I think the lord just was looking down and shining uh, just shining his glory on us and happy to see his creation doing what he's called them to do mm. you know we had a volunteer mike we helped in laplace uh, rebuild our house and Miss Debbie got on a plane and came to Buffalo because she wanted to pay oh, it forward, my. even though it was because of natural disaster, and that's what God is doing. Hey, join us. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Sign up for one of our uh, email alerts. It's simple. We're not going to blow up your email box, I promise you. Hey, today, pray, volunteer, donate. Pray for the ministry of 8 Days of Hope as we wrap up our efforts here, as we get ready for Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we know hurricane season is here, uh, but volunteer. Come hang out with us. Make some new friends. Meet David Fisher. I'll tell you what, you'll be better for it. He's a great man. Hang out with Mike. Uh, you might not even be able to sing like Mike, but he'll still like you as well. <laughs> if you can sing, I can use a singer on this <laughs> yeah, trip, yeah. Or, uh, on, on the next trip or whatever. And donate. Would you consider a donation today? You can mail a donation to P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi. 
That's T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, 38803. And that address is on our website and Facebook page. Father, thank you for today. Thank mm-hmm. you for David. Yes. Thank you for Mike. Thank you for the 1,500 saints that served this past week. Give them safe travels as they go back home. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Father, for one fest. I pray their festival is amazing. Thank you, Father, for Kingdom Bound that's happening this week. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiella. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.